You're listening to the Her True Strength Podcast, and today's episode is for you if you are the active Christian woman who wants to build a stronger body from the inside out without feeling all of the shame, self-judgment, and guilt that we can so easily succumb ourselves to that can secretly come from messages from fitness marketing that is blatantly out there waiting for you to find it. So if you want to arm yourself with the ability to spot shame-based and fear-based marketing so you can go about your fitness journey with more joy, confidence, and peace in your decisions, then stay tuned. Hi, I'm Laura Lindahl, and with over 10 years of training and coaching experience in the fitness industry, I've discovered how to build a body that I love without body shame, self-judgment, or burnout. And this is not your average fitness podcast that shows you how to apply the biblical principles of the gospel to your fitness journey to create lasting confidence and joy that impacts the kingdom in a body that you absolutely love. This is the Her True Strength Podcast. Hey guys, Coach Alora here, and I am so excited to be with you again for this episode. I really was triggered after postpartum looking for a postpartum fitness program, and it was so apparent to me to scroll through the Google and find so many advertisements that made me feel like my body suddenly just wasn't enough, like there was something wrong with me because I was postpartum. And it made me think how many more women are out there, either postpartum or just women in general who struggle with body image, hello, that's so many of us, how many out there are exposed to this marketing and don't know that it's actually shame-based or it's actually fear-based, but can succumb to the way that these ads are designed to make us feel. And so because of that, this episode was inspired, How to Spot Shame-Based Fear Marketing. And this is going to be really, really powerful for you because I believe it's going to give you the ability to see through the lens of the marketers and to be able to go about your merry way, still being a human, you using the internet for all of the information, all the education and wonderful things about it without being negatively affected. So that is my hope for you with this episode. So I want to ask you if you've ever maybe walked past a store in a mall. I don't know if people go to malls anymore where you are, but it's not really a thing here. In Florida, it's not really like the biggest thing. But okay, so let's say you're browsing online and you see an ad for athletic shorts, maybe a sport bra or leggings and ask yourself who actually looks like like that because I know I sure don't. I see advertisements all the time that just do not look like real human beings. And I think that the marketing agencies have made some progress in this department recently. I think they're starting to show more realistic bodies, but it's still amazing to me how often we are bombarded with bodies that do not look realistic or just bombarded in general with advertisements telling us messages that may or may not be true. Now, there's some statistics out there that say that the average American is exposed to over 10,000 advertisements in a day. I think that that sounds like an awful, awful lot. But while it may not be 10,000, just ask yourself how many ads you might see in a day. How many ads do you see in your scroll? How many signs, billboards, magazines, maybe commercials or ads end up clouding up the blog you're reading or the recipe that you just want to skip to, right? Now, it might not be 10,000. Maybe that's a bit dramatic, but you know what it is. Advertisements are distracting 
acting. The images on these advertisements, they just start to weave a picture of reality in our mind. One by one, they kind of piece together this puzzle of what our reality is supposed to look like, whether that is driving the perfectly waxed car, being married to a spouse that looks like a fitness model, everything is poised, everything is photoshopped. So when we're home, alone with our body, we can begin to see our body as not enough because we have seen these images all day without even realizing it. And we've woven a picture of our reality in our mind that does not match our own. And suddenly it seems awfully insufficient. We begin to feel like there's something wrong. We ask ourselves, why doesn't my body have curves like all the rest of the women out there? Why are my thighs shaped differently than everyone else's? And we can begin to feel alone. Your body is the outlier and something needs to change for you to fit in. We begin to agree with the advertisements without even knowing it. Like statements like, if I had less belly fat, then I can be more confident. We agree that happiness and contentment are found in having more clothes, more shoes, more accessories, or being more fit, more lean, or more sculpted. All of the advertisements are trying to convey a message. And that message is different for every advertisement. But the drive home message is often that your confidence becomes something that can be taken away. Something that is in how you look or what you have. Now, as I'm saying this, you might be thinking, Laura, I know those things aren't true. I know that my confidence comes from Christ. I know that all of these things don't really matter. And you're right, they don't. But do you often find yourself feeling a disconnect between what you know and what you see? It's almost like the pressure builds day after day. And if we're not careful, the clutter in our mind or judgment can overwhelm the truth that our heart knows. Our heart knows that we are loved. Our heart knows that we find confidence in Christ. But our eyes are constantly taking in information that can make us believe otherwise. And it can breed a storm of discontentment. If you have ever felt that, it is rough. Feeling discontent in your body sucks and it can literally suck the joy out of life and make you focus on things that you don't want to be focusing on. You want to focus on your family. You want to focus on your friends. But sometimes these advertisements can seep in so deep to take away our focus, take away our energy and our ability to fully be present with other people because we are mindful of our body and its imperfections. So today's topic is more important now than ever because the number of ads that we're exposed to is not getting less. Let's be honest. If anything, it is growing. And as we navigate that exposure, it's vitally important for our mental, spiritual, and physical health that we are able to identify what marketing is telling us about our bodies and what we can do about it. So before we talk about how to identify shame-based marketing, you need to name it. Giving things a name gives you space to know that it's a worldwide occurrence. It is not just something that is attacking you or plaguing your mind, but something that every other woman is exposed to. We are all exposed to this media, so let's give it a name. Okay, now I titled this episode Shame-Based Fitness Marketing, which I believe a lot of marketing is surrounded by shame, making you feel like you should be doing better. Anytime you hear the word should, you can pretty much equate it with a form of shame. It is very easy to spot things if you can think of it that way. But let's talk about what is specifically shame-based marketing. Well, shame-based marketing, at least by my definition, is a display of standardized bodies used to move women to take action based on the fear that their body doesn't fit the standard to health or fitness required for a healthy and happy life. Okay, I might as well put that up for grabs at Merriam-Webster, but it is a long definition, but kind of let me break it down for you. So it's the definition. It's a display of standardized 
standardized bodies, right? We are seeing bodies that look standardly fit across the board. They have long, lean legs. They have quad definition. They have a slight cut in their abs, but they don't necessarily have a six pack. We start to see this definition and we equate it with being fit. Now, when fitness marketing uses this, it preys on the fear that our body isn't fit enough, that because we don't look that way, it also means that we are therefore not healthy and we are therefore not happy, which is extremely dangerous because who has set that standard? And I have to tell you, this is the tricky part and where fitness marketing breaks down. The standard for women's bodies changes literally every single day. So who really knows? In the 50s, it was feminine to have a small butt in tiny waist. Matt's, my husband's grandma, literally to this day is petrified that something will make her butt look big. And today, it just seems like everyone wants to have a big butt. The standard is constantly changing, right? You used to want to have super skinny legs, and now you want to have popping quads. You can't be too thin, but you can't be too muscular. Women's bodies walk a very fine line of acceptance when you think about it. Don't we, ladies? Like, it's kind of crazy how much women's bodies are just put on display. And it's no wonder that so many of us don't feel comfortable in our bodies as they change. It's hard enough to hit a moving target. Now let's try to move that hit moving target from a canoe that's also moving, right? Your body was not meant to stay the same. If pregnancy and postpartum have taught me anything, is that is completely normal and human for the body to evolve, for the body to transform. So it's impossible for us to believe that we can have this ultimately standardized fit body for our entire life. That is a tremendous amount of pressure and shame that we put on ourselves. So the biggest mistake that a lot of women make is consuming these ads and letting the wildfire consume them. They don't think twice about the thoughts that the ads evoke, why they are portraying the images that they are, why are they using the words that they are, and we can very easily fall prey to the insecurity and the shame that comes with it. And we can just start to think that we are the problem. You are not the problem. You do not have to be fooled. The enemy knows that if he can keep you sulking about the body you don't have, he can keep you silent from glorifying God for the beautiful body you do have. And he is secretly using marketing to chip away your body confidence a little bit each day. And I do not want to let him do that to you. So please do not be fooled by fitness marketing that's telling you that there is something wrong with your body that you should look like somebody else. That message is from the enemy. He is the God of this world. He is the God of this present time. And so it's so important for us as believers to come armed against these marketing messages and to remind ourselves of the truth of who we are in Christ, to identify where the message is coming from and why it is being sent to us. It is robbing your confidence and making you feel less satisfied in your body a little bit each day. See, we all want to be accepted, right? We all want to be known and marketing at its core takes these desires and exploits them with potentially real results, but false promises of joy and contentment. You might get a different body. Your body might look different, but that does not equate with confidence. I hope that makes sense. It does not equate with lasting joy. So what happens when we start to make these agreements? When we secretly agree with the marketing ads that we are hit with, when we just agree with what they're saying and say that, yes, I will be happier when my body looks like X, Y, or Z. See, when we consume the content from fitness, maybe 
from a fitness coach who portrays their body as a billboard and promises really often without saying it. It's not like people often say this. It's more of just portrayed with pictures of their body. This is one reason why you will not find me often posting pictures of my body as a, hey, look at this about my body. I don't want you to see my body. I want you to see God in and through my mission, and I want you to see how God has changed how I feel about my body. Um, so you often don't hear coaches say this, but what they are portraying by showing you their body is often, if you do what I do, you will have my body, which could not be further from the truth because genetics matter. Your body and your story is your body and your story. You do not have the same genetics. You do not have the same lifestyle and you do not have the same ability as other people in your day-to-day -day schedule. Comparing yourself to somebody who trains all day as a fitness model is just not fair. So when we see the coaches or when we see a fitness model demonstrating exercise, I want to ask you, do you ever notice their body more than the actual exercise? Do you find yourself drawn to, oh wow, like her core is so tight or she has zero cellulite on her legs. She has such tight butt. If you guys are like me, you guys can very easily watch those things and walk away feeling like you're not making fast enough progress, like your body is not measuring up and that you should be better now. And if you take a moment to sit with those thoughts, they kind of hurt. They hurt our mind, they hurt our body, and they honestly even hurt our soul because we are robbed of our contentment. We are grabbed out of the contentment and joy that comes from gratitude and sucked into a spiral of negativity. It can literally ruin our day. It can make you short fuse. It can make us upset at our spouse, our kids, our coaches, our friends. Listen, ladies, I am here to tell you that you don't have to let that spiral happen. There is a better way. And the answer is not living under a rock. <laughs> it's not cutting out all social media magazines or unfollowing any fitness-based account. It is not getting angry or lashing out against these companies because to be honest, cancel culture can only just leave us really, really bitter. But how could we instead become careful consumers? Can we become a generation of believers and active fit women who see these advertisements and can speak truth over our body so we can guard our hearts and eyes from making these agreements and getting discontent. Before I share, I have a question. How do you find Waldo? You know, the little guy who would hide in the picture book and you'd need to find him? Well, you need to know what he looks like, right? You know he's the guy with the stripes. You know he's the guy with the goofy hat. So it's easy to spot him. So the first step is to know how to spot shame-based fear marketing. So let me equip you with three red flags to look out for. One of the first things to look out for is before and after pictures. As an example, I was going through Pinterest the other day and a before and after picture of a baby nursery caught my eye. Hello, I'm a new mom, right? I thought Boaz's nursery was just fine before I saw that. And now I am looking on Amazon for a new ficus plant for the corner because it just looks so barren compared to the one I saw on Pinterest, right? And don't get me wrong, I don't think that before and after pictures are harmful. They can be a great way to track progress if done for the right reasons. But how often in the marketing do you notice accompanied with the picture that they are unhappy in the before and they're glowing in the after picture, right? And with that, what does that slip into our minds? It slips that we shouldn't be satisfied or happy in our body unless it looks smaller, unless it looks good enough. When you look in the mirror and see aspects of the before picture in your own body, 
there's shame in that. It's sneaky, right? Okay, so first one is before and after pictures. Be really mindful of that in the image that they are portraying. It is fine to say, hey, look, I am so much stronger because I can do this deadlift now. But I want you to be really mindful of the before pictures that show sadness or frustration. And the person just looks terrible. <laughs> it looks like they haven't slept in days. And then in the after picture, they're super happy. These things are really sneaky and ways to make us equate happiness with a number on a scale or a size. Okay, on to number two, marketing that comes with deadlines. These can look like 30-day ab challenges, ads for how to drastically change your body in three months. I literally saw a pin on Pinterest the other day of how to torture your belly fat in 25 days. I don't know what torching fat is, but it sounds extremely dangerous. Please don't do it. Uh, the examples go on, but what happens when we put a timeline on something? There's suddenly pressure. These ads take the insecurity that we're feeling beneath the surface and they offer us the fastest way out because it's much easier to jump from training plan to training plan and diet to diet than it is to sit with our body for a long time and ask why we are not feeling content in it. It is so much easier to program hop than to actually sit with those emotions. And these ads are trying to get you to take fast action and keep you running on the hamster wheel of insecurity. But let me ask you, what happens when you take a break from the super restrictive diet? diet or ultra intense challenge and you lose the lean physique. You still have to live in your body. You aren't actually solving the problem. You are treating symptoms. I think the most damaging part of short-term marketing with a deadline is that it wastes a lot of women's time. The reality about building muscle, losing fat, and just getting healthier in general is that it is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And running quickly in the wrong direction can set you back so far. Which leads me to a shameless plug for the Mobility Master Workshop that is coming up on September 6th. Yes, seriously, there will be no shaming here. Now, if you're an active woman who knows that your body is meant for more than quick fixes and want to train until you're 90, but tired of nagging knee pain after a long run, a stiff back when you pick up your kiddos, or lifts that bring more worry than work, I created a simple three-step process to help women rebuild their strength and revive their energy so you can train more effectively without second-guessing if your body is capable of it. To learn the three-step process to unlocking your body's strength and potential, join us for the free workshop on September 6th at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time by going to my website at www.truestrengthcollective forward slash MMA workshop. And for the women who the thought of sitting down for an hour sounds like it might be too much for your plate, I get you as a busy mom. If you register, I'll be sending a quick recap your way. So be sure to register anyways and get set up and you'll get the lift. All right, back to the show. Last but not least is marketing that targets a specific body part, okay? The marketing messages that say to tone your arms, sculpt a flat core, blast your booty. These are all prime examples of marketing that creates a fixation on a body Heart and specifically how to fix it. Now you only fix things that are broken, right? So this marketing is telling you that if your body is not sculpted or blasted or toned, it is broken. It is in need of fixing. And it could just be me in my opinion, but I find it nowhere near coincidence that the women who do these workouts tend to pick their body apart in the mirror so much more. They are the ones who become fixated on their arms, who say my arms are 
aren't toned enough. My butt isn't round enough. And my belly is too flabby. So if you've been following along here, you can probably guess that I don't let that fly when my clients talk about their body that way. I'll often ask them, and I would ask you if you find this to be you, what is toned enough? What is round enough? What is sculpted enough? And who decided what is enough? And enough for what? What do you need a round butt to do? What does a toned arm do for you? It is ironic, I find, that it feels like we have to have these things in order to be someone. And that is just not the reality. You can be a confident person right now, regardless of how round your butt is. To say that your butt or your arms is the requirement for you to be a happy person is saying that Christ does not satisfy enough for us to be joyful. And you might not even realize that you're having these thoughts. That's how sneaky marketing can be. And can you see how it creates so many insecurities in her mind because I get a little fired up about this topic especially as a new mom. I have literally been bombarded with ads in the last few weeks about fixing my mom belly, my pooch, my shelf, whatever you want to call it from a c-section recovery. I didn't even think there was anything wrong with it in the first place until I started seeing these advertisements and then I thought to myself everyone else is trying to fix this problem. Why am I not? And when I see these ads here's what I do because I believe that no one can force you to feel anything, right? No ad can force you to think your body is insufficient. You and I are not the victims here. Don't give up control of your mind and your emotions like that. Girl, you are stronger and you serve a God who is way more powerful than any fitness marketer out there. So if this was true, that marketing forces us to feel a certain way, then everyone would have the same response to ads and we just don't see that. If they were forcing us to shame our body, then everyone who saw the billboard of the woman in a sports bra would feel guilty for skipping their last workout or jealous of her body or angry at themselves for feeling like they let themselves go. No. Everyone responds differently. Emotions are felt on an individual basis. So that means you have a choice. You can consume consciously. You can see those images and not have a reaction that compares your body to theirs. You can have a pair of neutral glasses and it is incredibly liberating, but it takes effort. It takes work. You cannot be passive about this as a believer. So when you are faced with marketing like before and after picture, a promise of a quick fix or ads that target specific areas or parts of your body, you need to be the gatekeeper. When something comes into your mind through your eyes, you get to decide how you feel about it. And one of the best ways to do that is to neutralize the situation. You don't need to overreact with affirmations about your body that don't feel authentic. I think that is more often the go-to. Just say, my body is beautiful. You don't have to do that, but you also don't have to fall prey to shaming yourself either. You can neutralize, and here are two steps to do that. If shame or guilt come knocking in your mind, speak it out loud. Yes, say what you were just thinking out loud. When you can write it down, write it down if you're in a good space to do that, but get the thoughts out of your head and into your ears. This makes them take a drastically different shape in our mind. We see them in their true light instead of the shadows where they hide and prey on our insecurities later when we're in the front of the mirror. After getting those judgy thoughts out, ask yourself, is that actually true about me and what I want for my life? Is that what Jesus would say about my body and is that what God thinks about my body? Is it true that having a bigger butt will satisfy me or make me seen in a way that I want to be seen? Will having a flatter belly help me to be a better mom? No. And listen, if Jesus is a big part of your life, then you know that the answer to this question is absolutely no. His image of you is beautiful and you are 
created in his image. He believes that you are worthy to be pursued, that your body is intricately woven and fearfully and wonderfully made. No ad can steal the priceless value that you carry in your body and no number on the scale or dress size can diminish the worth that you carry because nothing can rip off the seal that God placed on you with his image. Okay, next step. I want you to give the woman in the advertisement a name. Yes, this might sound silly, but it gives us a really good perspective shift that they are just another human being. They are a person who has a life, maybe has kids, has a job. So for example, you can see an ad on Instagram with a fitness model doing a deadlift and say, wow, Emily is getting so strong or Barbara is being really consistent. I want you to make it about them, not about you and what you believe you lack. Give them a name, maybe a first name and a last name. You can even go so far to imagine their life and what they are doing, <laughs> but take it off of you. Take the focus off of you and your insecurities and remember that they are an actual human being. They also have fears. They also have different desires that may not be yours. So give that person in the advertisement that you see a name and you will literally be amazed at how that changes your perspective of things. So there you have it. Some things that you can do, practical steps to conscientiously consume advertisements so you are not taken by a storm. I want to leave you with this verse. It is John 3. This says, by this we know that we are the truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Guys, God is bigger than your insecurities. God is bigger than your body image struggles. And when your judgment feels heavy, remember that God's judgment on you is not. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with your body and no level of fitness or body fat percentage can change how much he loves you. There are things in this life that can bring deeper joy, contentment, and peace than your body ever could. So if anything strikes you from today's podcast, please take away this simple reminder. People will try to distract you. The enemy is out there. He is raging and trying to steal your joy. He is trying to steal your confidence, particularly from your body, because it is your body that clearly displays the image of God. And so I leave you with that, guys. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please do me a solid. Leave us a review. Let us know if you enjoyed the episode. If you didn't, that's okay. You can share that too so I can know what to change. I'm always open to that. Um, but yeah, leave a review. We would love that. If you find value here, we would really appreciate that. All right, guys. Until next time, stay strong. All the love. Coach Laura. <laughs>